0: Today is the 26th of February, 2020. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. I want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have regular prayer time together, regular time with the scriptures, just generally a regular rhythm of worship. If you are joining us for the first time, let me say welcome and explain that each episode follows a really simple pattern. It's easy to pick up as we go along. Before we start today's episodes, a couple of things I need to mention. Firstly, if you'd like to download the script, there's a link in the show notes. If you click the link, you can download it and you can follow along, you can actually read it along. Secondly, if you'd like to support Walking the Way, don't forget we have a giving page through givesendgo.com forward slash walking the way. All your donations and your partnerships would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. This being the start of Lent, it's also the start of our Lent Water Challenge which is essentially that we agree that we will only drink water for the 40 days of Lent. And then finally, if you want any more information, please head to www.rayborrott.co.uk, which is our website. All the information is there. But we're going to start today's leg of walking the way with our opening prayer. So let's pray, shall we? Father, we thank you that you've brought us safely to this place. And so today we gladly surrender our lives to you. As we gather, we think about those who may not be able to be with us today. For those who are sick, we ask for healing. And for those who are away from us, we ask your blessing to be upon them. This morning we invite your beautiful Holy Spirit to move freely among us. Come dwell in our hearts. Equip us, challenge us, comfort us, teach us. Inspire us as we learn more about your majestic ways. Lord, as we meet together, may we behold your beauty and encounter your grace. We ask all of this in the beautiful name of Jesus. Amen. 1 John one nine. God is faithful and reliable. If we confess our sins, he forgives them and cleanses us from everything we've done wrong. You know, we started this week with that wonderful verse in Jeremiah, for I know the plans that I have for you. And we've also asked a question about how we respond to a God who is calling us back to himself. Yesterday we looked at how our response to the commandments is a a demonstration of our love for God. And as I was thinking that through, the warren that is my mind started to head towards the topic of forgiveness. And I realized, certainly as a minister, how often do I say those words in church? And how often in church have you heard the words of today's verse? God is faithful and reliable. If we confess our sins, he forgives them and cleanses us from everything we've done wrong. In more traditional churches, it's often said at the conclusion of the service is prayers of confession. But how many of us actually believe it? How many of us actually believe that God has forgiven us and that we live our lives as if we've been forgiven? When we think back about God's gracious promise to bring us back to the good things that God has planned for us, surely part of that is being set free from the things that in the past have caused hurt and pain not only to God, but also to those around us. When I was much younger, someone once told me to stop being a martyr for my past because Jesus had already done that for me. That has always stuck with me. We are called to forgive others. But personally, I think sometimes we need to forgive ourselves the way God has forgiven us. We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us some time to center our thoughts on God And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And in today's readings, we read about Jesus teaching some more in the temple. We'll see you on the other side. Let's ask God to speak to us through the scriptures this morning. Loving God, today is the start of Lent. As we walk with Jesus towards his final destination in Jerusalem, I ask that his words over the next few days will come to mean more to us than ever before. We ask this in his name. Amen. Our Bible readings this week are taken from the God's Word translation, and we're beginning with Mark 13. As Jesus was going out of the temple courtyard, one of his disciples said to him, Teacher, look at these huge stones and these beautiful buildings. Jesus said to him, Do you see these large buildings? Not one of these stones will be left on top of another. Each will be torn down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives facing the temple buildings, Peter, James and John and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will this happen? What will be the sign when all this will come to an end? Jesus answered them, Be careful not to let anyone deceive you. Many will come using my name. They will say I am he, and they will deceive many people. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, don't be alarmed. These things must happen, but they don't mean that the end has come. Nation will fight against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes and famines in various places. These are only the beginning pains of the end. Be on your guard. People will hand you over to the Jewish courts and whip you in their synagogues. You will stand in front of governors and kings to testify to them because of me. But first, the good news must be spread to all nations. When they take you away to hand you over to the authorities, don't worry ahead of time about what you will say. Instead, say whatever is given to you to say when the time comes. Indeed, you are not the one who will be speaking, but the Holy Spirit will. Brother will hand over brother to death. A father will hand over his child. Children will rebel against the parents and kill them. Everyone will hate you because you are committed to me. But the person who endures to the end... Will be saved. When you see the disgusting thing that will cause destruction standing where it should not, let the reader take note. Those of you in Judea should flee to the mountains. Those who are on the roof should not come down to get anything out of their houses. Those who are in the field should not turn back to get their coats. How horrible it will be for women who are pregnant or who are nursing babies in those days. Pray that it will not be in winter. It will be a time of misery that has not happened from the beginning of God's creation until now, and it will certainly never happen again. If the Lord does not reduce the time, no one will be saved. But these days will be reduced because of those whom God has chosen. At that time, don't believe anyone who tells you here is the Messiah, or there he is. False messiahs and false prophets will appear, They will work miraculous signs and do wonderful things to deceive, if possible, those whom God has chosen. Be on your guard. I have told you everything before it happens. Now after the misery of those days, the sun will turn dark, the moon will not give light, the stars will fall from the sky and the powers of the universe will be shaken. Then people will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great glory and power. He will send out His angels, and from every direction under the sky, they will gather those whom God has chosen. Learn from the story of the fig tree. When its branch becomes tender and its sprouts leaves, you know summer is near. In the same way, when you see these things happen, you know that He is near at the door. I can guarantee you this truth. This generation will not disappear until all these things take place. The earth and heavens will disappear, but my words will never disappear. No one knows when that day or hour will come. Even the angels in heaven and the sun don't know. Only the Father knows. Be careful. Watch. You don't know the exact time. It is like a man who went on a trip. He left home. He put his servants in charge. He assigned work to each one and ordered a guard to be alert. Therefore, be alert, because you don't know when the owner of the house will return. It could be in the evening, or at midnight, or at dawn, or in the morning. Make sure he doesn't come suddenly and find you asleep. I'm telling everyone what I'm telling you. Be alert. We're going to have our second piece of music to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that have caught our attention, and then after the music we're going to say our prayers for the day. Before we pray, just a reminder that if you would like us to pray for you, drop us a line through the usual channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email, check the show notes for all the contact details. They're all there. And today we're going to offer up some prayers, similar prayers to what we offered up yesterday. We've been asked to pray again for Richard, Dorothy, and Joanne. Tony went in for surgery yesterday, but his surgeon was delayed. Um, I believe that he had the surgery in the evening. Um, but he may well be on his way home today. And then, rather than our usual kind of prayers, asking God for things, we have an opportunity to say thank you. I had a message from Deborah about her meeting. Let's pray, shall we? Father, firstly, we want to give thanks for the meeting that Deborah had yesterday. We want to give thanks that the meeting was an absolute success. We pray your blessing on Deborah and her business, Lord. You ask that the, the growth will continue. Father, thank you for those. Thank you that you heard our prayers. But Lord, we remember that there are other people that we need praying for today. And so we pray for Richard and Dorothy and Joanne, that you would continue to be their comfort and their peace, that they would know their your love, that they would know your love in this difficult time. Father, we pray for Tony and his eye. We ask, Lord, that you would continue to move with him, you would continue to heal him, that the surgeons have done an amazing job yesterday, and that he's comfortable on the way home. Lord, we bring these prayers knowing that you hear each and every one, in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And our prayer for today. Dear Heavenly Father, for most of our lives we've tried to earn your love and gain your approval. And whatever we've tried to do has never made us feel that we have done enough. In fact, the more we tried to get you to love us, the more we find that we have failed you miserably. As we look back on the things that we've done, Lord, the more we've believed that we must have disappointed you, because we were not doing as much as we ought to do. Father, as we look back in this period of our lives, it saddens us to realize what an incorrect vision we had of you and your unconditional love of all who are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Father, forgive us for misrepresenting your Father heart of love. And thank you for showing us that your love for us is not dependent on what we can do for you, but rests entirely on what the Lord Jesus did for us on the cross. Thank you that your approval does not rely on us at all, but simply rests on the fact that we believe on the Lord Jesus and that we are accepted by you because of him, accepted in the Beloved because we are new creations in Christ, clothed in his righteousness and without condemnation, all because of Jesus. Father, thank you for this liberating truth. May we never again be drawn into wrong thinking about your Father heart of love. And may we gain greater confidence and understanding of what our position in Christ truly means. This we ask in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that we might be free from any condemnation. And we receive your unconditional and everlasting love. Praise be His holy name. Amen. We say together the prayer that Jesus taught His disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be Your name. Your kingdom come, Your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation,